0: Log Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Anne Orley's weekly weather. Today is September fifth, twenty twenty-one. My name is Anne Ortley. I'm an astrologer here at the Bright Red Desk in Manhattan, New York City, the Isle of the Isle of the Isle of Manhattan. Um, welcome to the show. We are moving forward. It's Labor Day weekend. Um, we have a lot of energy in the heavens above. A lot of energy down here on Earth. We have a lovely, delicious new moon tomorrow, uh, the uh, 6 at 8.30 or 8.50 at night, 8.50 at night. And we're going to have a new moon webinar tomorrow night. Now, the link is up on Facebook. Um, so if you follow me on Facebook, you'll be able to find it. Um, the link is not up on my website yet because the widget that does sidebars seems to be broken. <laughs> Mars Neptune opposition. So if you're on Facebook, you'll see me there. Uh, we're also going to be sending a newsletter out to be able to sign up for the New Moon webinar. But it is tomorrow night, uh, Monday. I figured, you know, better to do it on a Monday after Labor Day weekend. But it is a very powerful New Moon. It's a New Moon in Virgo, and it's really juicy. Um, some New Moons are interesting, and others have... A lot of um, a lot of kind of cool stuff in them, but this particular new moon, it's taking place at 14 Virgo, and it's in a grand trine, in a trine, not a grand trine, but in a trine, to uh, Uranus and Taurus. And Uranus and Taurus is 1439, and the new moon is 1437. Right, so a couple of minutes after the moon happens, the the new moon happens. The moon whacks Uranus, and then a couple hours later, the sun wax Uranus with a trine. Earth trines are incredibly productive, incredibly productive. There also is a trine earlier in the day tomorrow from Mars in Virgo to Pluto in Virgo, and Mars, of course, is at 24, and Pluto's at 24, so they have their trine in the morning. So we have two grand trines in Earth We have two big trines in Earth tomorrow, one with Mars and Pluto, one with the sun and moon and Uranus. So when that much Earth is active in the heavens, we have a lot of activity here on Earth to get things accomplished, to get things done, kind of launch and load. The new moon chart, interestingly, has a hard rectangle, and it also has a mystic rectangle. uh, And the hard rectangle and the mystic rectangle meet up. They share points. They share the point of Ceres. They share the point of Juno partnerships. Those are two points that they share. And then the hard rectangle, which is, this is kind of hard. <laughs> like, what's going on here? And the mystic rectangle was well, okay, this is something I have to work on. So there's interesting heavens this week, interesting heavens. And that new moon, I just really encourage you to take time. It happens Um It happens later in the day. It happens at 8.52 p.m. East Coast time. Um, We will be in the middle of the New Moon webinar because it runs from 7 to 8.30 and we're usually doing questions at that point tomorrow night. But the Moon is in Virgo, then in Libra. The closing aspect of the Moon in Virgo is a conjunction to Mars, and then the closing, and then the moon goes into Libra, and the closing aspect of the moon in Libra is moon conjunct Venus in Libra, again really juicy. And then the moon goes into Mars on Friday, uh, two in the morning, and the closing. That's a Scorpio moon, and the closing aspect of the Scorpio moon is a conjunction, is a sextile to Mars. And then the moon goes in Sagittarius, and the closing aspect for that is a fight. So a lot of really good energy to do the manifestation ritual. You know, on the Virgo moon, on the Libra moon, or on the Scorpio moon before the moon goes void at 1.30 in the the night on Saturday night, Sunday morning, right? So, energy, energy, energy. This much earth. You know, Carol King, I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel the sky tumbling down, right? Then we also have the, the birds. Go listen to the birds. Turn, turn, turn. To everything. There is a season. Turn, turn, turn. A time for everything under heaven, It is the time of the harvest. It is the time of action. It's the time of forward movement. It's like, okay, we got to do this. Venus is also, in Libra, trying to Jupiter. So she is really looking at how do we work in the greater good? How do we create better? You're going to feel so much better once this energy all starts rolling. I mean, I know the last couple weeks have been hard, They've been difficult. They've been crabby-cranky. You know, I talked last week about that hammer of Thor. I'm thinking it's Afghanistan. It certainly was Afghanistan, but it's also when the Supreme Court upheld that Texas law that said vigilantes can hunt down lift drivers people that help people get an abortion after six weeks think about how much money you know you're you just this woman gets an abortion you sue the provider you sue the the nurse you sue the lift driver you sue their husband that agreed to it you sue their friend that told you about i mean you can sue everybody right it's like a money i mean i was just like stunned stunned. And somebody emailed me and said, you know, there's two other hammers in the sky that day around partners and children. I'm like, well, that certainly makes sense. Not that I didn't see them. I was focusing more on the Virgo one. But now it's like, oh, okay. now we really we got that hammer. We all got hammered. We all saw stuff. We all saw it in a new way. And our job is to go forward. When Biden was giving his speech, he was saying "Um, we spent one hundred and fifty million dollars a day maybe $300 million a day, a day in Iraq, right? A day in Iraq. And I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was telling me about her nephew who had been deployed a couple times to Afghanistan, and he had a safe in his tent with $5 in it that he used to pay people, right? And then he had a tentmate who had $5 million, in his, and it came up short. That guy is in Leavenworth. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what? So think about what we could have spent on $150 million on, just like food, housing, health care, and we've been spending it in Iraq. So really seeing things clearly and saying, okay, now what? And I hope you've got inspired. You've been inspired by the stuff that's been going on in the world. And you're going, okay, I'm, you know, now that I know that, I'm going to go do this. Now that I know that, now I'm going to do this. That hammer a sore very illuminative, helped you see something, helped you say, okay, this is how I'm going to take action. And it is an action-oriented new moon. It is an action-oriented energy. Still, the outer planets are retrograde till the end of the month. So we're not necessarily having them moving forward, but we're very clear on what we need to do. And, of course, the Mars-Neptune opposition, which was the hurricane, right, that hit Louisiana and hit upstate, you know, hit New York, hit New Jersey, hit Pennsylvania, that was Mars. Remember I said Mars was on the same declination as Neptune as well as Mars was opposite Neptune, right? So if you follow my tweets online or if you sign up for Astrology in Your Pocket where I give you the daily update, that opposition, when it's at the same declination, it amplifies it. So we had people drowning in their basements. I'm like, people were drowning in their basements? How did that happen? Mars opposite Neptune. So there's just a lot of energy in there. The blocks are off. Mars is past the block to Pluto, he's past the opposition to Neptune, he is in Virgo, he's moving forward. There's a real forward motion energy to the week. The other thing, last week Mercury went into Libra, and as I mentioned, Mercury is going to be in Libra through November 7th. uh, And so he is um, entering his shadow this week on the 7th. And what that means is whatever pops up for you on the 7th and the 8th, that's what you're going to be dealing with during Mercury's retrograde. Now, he goes retrograde on the 27th of September, and he's retrograde through the beginning part of October, um, and then he goes direct, right? And so Mercury and Libra is all about communication, all about ideas, partnership, how we're going to partner. He's trining Saturn this week, getting new ideas. He's going to obviously talk to the Aquarius planets three times as he goes back and forth in Libra, but we're, um, we're getting ideas, we're getting opinions, we're getting visions, we're getting an understanding of how we're supposed to work with the world, how we're supposed to work with the energy. So we have this juicy new moon with all this earth manifesting energy, and then we have Mercury and Libra saying, okay, like, what's the vision, what's the idea, how are we doing it? And then we have a lot of energy. At the end of the week, Venus goes into Scorpio Uh, she's been in Libra for a little while, but now she's going into Scorpio. And when she goes into Scorpio, she's very passionate. Now, you know, sometimes we say when Venus is in, you know, Scorpio, you know, it's Glenn Close and fatal attraction, you know, hot sex in the elevator and boil their money. Now, I happen to have Venus in Scorpio. So I know about those things, hot sex in elevators, actually more office building stairwells, but, you know, I've never done it in an elevator, but I've done it in office building stairwells. But, you know, I've never boiled bunnies, but I've thought about it, right? So Venus goes into Scorpio, and when she's in Scorpio, she's very passionate. But also when she goes into Scorpio, she takes Libra with her, right? And she's in Scorpio until the 7th of October. So Mercury, he's in Libra, but he's getting very strategic when Venus shifts into Scorpio at the end of the week. So he enters his shadow. He goes, here's the story. And then Venus goes into Scorpio, and she gets investigative. She digs. She finds out stuff. She dig, dig, digs. And then she goes into Sag, which is she publishes. (laughs) She sends it out. She helps you understand it. And that, of course, is going to happen after the new moon next month in Libra, which actually happens when Pluto stations to go direct at 24. So we're having a lot of energy in the heavens that's inviting us to step into change, step into the life, step into the vision, step into the ideas, step into the new chapter. What inspires you? What calls your heart? So much energy around passion and excitement and new beginnings and a sense of, you know what, I'm, I need to go do this. I need to go do this. This is important for me to do. So I want you to watch where you can partner with people. I want you to watch where you can connect with people. I want you to watch where people offer you an opportunity to partner with them because this week is chock full kind of stuff, and it offers us a deep, deep understanding of where we're going. Now, I kind of did the moons quick, but I'll do them again. Today the moon's in Leo. It went void. It goes into Virgo at 7.06, so hopefully the website will get fixed when the moon goes into Virgo, and the widget will be up so you can sign up for the new moon webinar tomorrow. The new moon webinar tomorrow is at 7, and that's the Virgo moon. The moon's in Virgo on uh, 7.08 today, and then it's in, uh, it's in Virgo day, and it goes void at um, 3.24 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon. It's void Tuesday afternoon to the early evening, 11.20 p.m., or late evening, I guess. Uh, And then it's in Libra, the evening of the 7th, the 8th, the 9th. And then it goes void at 12.48 a.m. on the 10th, Friday morning, with a conjunction to Venus. Again, nice moon, nice moon. We like that moon. And then it goes into Scorpio at 2.05 a.m. And it's in Scorpio all day Friday the 10th, Saturday the 11th, uh, Sunday the 12th. It goes void at 1.33 a.m. with a sextile to Mars. And then it's void for a few hours and enters Sag on the 12th. And it's in Sag on the 12th, uh, Sunday the 12th, all day, and then on uh, Monday the 13th. And it goes void at 657, and that one is Moon and Sag Square, Mars, in Virgo. So the week has really juicy, juicy energies. The, the Donald Blandford days, the days are a little intense tomorrow. Uh, A lot of energy in the sky. Tomorrow is a really super busy day. We have a lot of aspects taking place. We have Mars trining Pluto. We have the new moon. We have Venus trining Jupiter, which happens once every year. We have the Mars trining Pluto, which happens once every two years. We have the sun trining Uranus, which happens every year, but it also happens on a new moon that's really juicy. And we also have Mars having a little bit of a fight with Jupiter because Jupiter says you should do it this way, and Mars goes, no, I'm going to do it my way. That's the intense, crazy day, and the uh, rest of the week is pretty flowy, pretty fast, pretty quick, pretty moving quickly. So that's helpful, and we want to watch when that moon goes into Scorpio on the 10th, because that gets, that's when, the moon, Venus, or when Venus goes into Scorpio and the moon are in Scorpio. That's kind of an intense, emotional day, and they meet up uh, in Libra, and then they both shift into Scorpio. And so they kind of say, okay, now we're going to be passionate. So it's an intense uh, week in a good way, good intensity. We don't like hard intensity. Um, We also want to look at, um, hang on, where's my little sheet here? Uh, So the moon, the sun is going from 13 Virgo to 19 Virgo. As I mentioned, it has the trine to Uranus on the 6th. It also has uh, a little bit of a contraparallel to Neptune on the eighteenth, so that's kind of seeing things. And it has an opposition to Athena on the tenth, which asks it to revise its plans. So the sun's basically pretty happy it's answering to Mercury and Libra. So, you know, peace peace on Earth kind of thing. Um, and then the Mercury is in 8 Libra, goes to 15 Libra. Now, remember, we're getting ready for Mercury to station retrograde. He does enter his shadow. He stations at 10 Libra, so he enters his shadow on the 7th. So you want to watch 7th, 8th, what the story is you're going to be working on the retrograde. You might actually hear about it on the 6th because Mercury is in a hard aspect to Jupiter. Might be some information you get or you kind of go, well, that's not really quite what I wanted. Uh, Mercury is opposite Chiron, going to have three oppositions to Chiron under this retrograde, which offers us opportunity to heal. And Mercury also has an adjusting energy to Uranus, which says, I know that's the plan, but you need to change it. So take changes to plans in heart. Don't take them personally. Just know. But that's what the, the chart wants you to do. It wants you to look at stuff, get moving on it, but also make a change in plans. Venus this week is busy. As I mentioned, she's a 23 Libra. She's moving along at a pretty good clip. And she's going to get into zero Scorpio uh, next week on the 10th. Going to get into Scorpio on the 10th. And when she goes into Scorpio, she's in a very passionate place. Uh, so her aspects this week she does have an argument on the sixth Venus and Eris are having a full-out fight but she squares Pluto um, today uh, and they get into it they get into it tonight Venus squares Pluto with a little argument and then Venus comes flying out of there and she's ready to punch Eris so (laughs) she's setting off that Eris-Pluto square and so when that happens uh, and she's you know she's in Libra she's on you know, in you know, like, well, what are we doing? You know, what's the plan? Where's the vision? Then she has a trying to Jupiter bright and early on the sixth, which is, okay, this is the vision of how we're heading, where we're going, what we're doing. And then she zips along. She has a couple of really supportive energies. She has a bi quintile on the eighth and the ninth, one's to Neptune and one's to the north node. So she gets a little inspired on those days. Um, and then of course she enters Scorpio where she is intense. And she'll be there in that intense okay. sign. Um, so that's passionate Venus. We'll, we'll watch what she does this week. Mars this week's running from 23 to 27 Virgo, and of course he has a trine to Pluto, uh, bright and early tomorrow morning, the sixth, the morning of the sixth, and then he has an argument with Eris later in the day, and he has an argument with Jupiter later in the day and of course when mars is arguing with jupiter and eris he's forming a finger of god so we're going to have a fast moving mars finger of god mars is the apex to the finger and the legs of it are eris and jupiter so eris and jupiter are cooperating with each other that can amplify the anger that can amplify the passion but mars is going through it after he just had his little visit with pluto and he's saying, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. And we have a forward motion energy with Mars as he's zipping along in Virgo. Now, he's still in Virgo for a few more days. He doesn't go into Libra uh, until next week on the 14th. But when he's in the anoretic degrees of Virgo, he really does get a lot accomplished. He kind of leaves little things around. You know, it's kind of like... Um, if you ever dated someone who left you love notes, only in this case it's Mars. You know, and they leave you a little note in your bed, and they leave you a little note in your underwear drawer, and then they put a little note in the medicine cabinet behind your your Advil, and you find these little love notes. That's what Mars is doing this week. He's leaving us little love notes everywhere he goes. Um, or reminders. Don't forget to take out the, the cat litter, you know, because it's also talking to Eris and Jupiter. So Mars is in an interesting space this week because he does want us to take positive action about things, but he also is reminding us, like, we have to be conscious about how we take that action. Jupiter this week um, has a once-every-12-year aspect to Pluto, uh, semi-sextile, which they, you know, they met up last year in around December time frame. And now Jupiter is in uh, moved behind Pluto at 24 and is talking to him. That's going to happen on September 11th, so that's kind of a forward motion energy. And Jupiter also has a sextile to Eris, as we mentioned, Mars is talking to her, but Jupiter has a sextile to her on the 10th. A lot of the plans that Mars and, and the Sun and the Moon and Uranus and Pluto all make, Jupiter actually acts on when we get to the 10th and the 11th, because that's when Jupiter... Steps forward, so you kind of think of it as he's receiving counsel from the various um, the various planets, and he's saying, "Okay, so now you know, so now this is what we're going to do." Jupiter also has a really nice aspect around the home and hearth on the ninth, so that's a great aspect for moving into new housing or shifting your environment or cleaning it out and changing it. So that's a nice energy of change, and you know, his sextile to Eris is. Uh, you know, when you're talking to someone who's angry, and they're just really angry. And Jupiter's, you oh, know, he's pretty calm. He's Aquarius. He's, like, not taking it personally. He's just listening to them vent. And then he's like, all right, I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, we'll see what we can do. And you're like, what do you mean you'll see what we do? You, well, we can see what we'll do. You know, we'll see what happens. He's not committing yet because he's still retrograde. doesn't go direct until we get into October when he goes direct. But he's listening. Always important when the big guy's listening. Because he's all about, you know, how do we create things that are better? How do we create things that are for the greater good of humanity? How do we create things that actually support us? So whenever Jupiter's listening, we should always just say, hey, Jupiter, I know you're listening to me. Can you maybe do this? <laughs> and he probably can. Um, so that's good. We want to watch for that. Pluto, of course, is in a quadrate to Ceres. Uh, that is totally the abortion um, The abortion law. That happened, of course, last week. Uh, part of it happened. The Eris-Pluto part happened, but this is the other part of the hammer. That's September 8th, so we're going to watch what goes on then. Uh, Ceres is in Gemini. The planets are out of bounds right now, so Ceres is like, okay, you know, how are we going to work with this and nurture it? Pluto also has a square this week to Vesta, which is, um, obviously, there were a lot of floods and a lot of water that came in and affected Louisiana. But for many of us, it's Pluto square Vesta. You're kind of clearing out stuff. You're throwing things away. You're saying, that's done, that's done, that's done. Chiron this week has a trine to Juno, which gives him a lot of opportunity about, well, if we were going to partner, would it look like this? And so this is an opportunity. Remember, Chiron in Aries is really very much about how do we individuate. And part of the, you know, part of the mandate, at least as far as I think, should happen, you know, and, of course, I don't rule the world. Um, But if I did, you know, I I would be like everybody should do the best version of their chart they can do because that's what we're here to do, the best version of our chart. So um, with with that aspect of Chiron trining Juno, it's saying to you, well, how are you going to partner with yourself How are you, because Juno right now um, is in Sag, how are you going to partner with your vision to do the best version of yourself? And a lot of times, you know, we have this vision, but we're afraid or we think, oh, what will happen? And I have to say, this last week when I've been listening to people talk to me during their readings, a lot of people are like, well, I know I have to do this my way. I know I have to go do this. I know this is part of, I know this is something, this is something, you know, I can see it's a vision. You know, they have all this vision. I know I'm supposed to. I need to take the steps. I need to move forward. So with Chiron trining the Juno, it's like saying to you, well, okay, how do you want to partner with it? And remember, Juno is not on the south node anymore, but he's talking, he's near the south node. And... um, and we we recognize what we partner with. We create, right? That's how it works. We partner with it. We create it. We partner with, you know, an extra three cookies every day. We gain some weight. We partner with, you know, drinking water instead of eating that really delicious-looking uh, Napoleon that's sitting. Our friend. We drink our mint tea instead of eating that double chocolate brownie thing you know we do that enough times you know the weight goes away what are we partnering with so there's an energy in the sky inquiring of you this week well you know why what are you partnering with and i want you to apply the dr phil maxim how's that working for you and if it's not working for you then say you know it's really not working for me and then you want to say okay well you know you can change it you can if you want, and then Vesta gets a square. She's getting a square from um, a sesquiquadrate from the series, and so there. She remember Vesta and Ceres are in a square right now, so they're they're both having this energy of, okay, how do I how do I do this? What do I do? Where am I going? And Vesta is squaring Pluto. Which is, you know, forming a hammer of Thor with what is it? Where what is? So I didn't say that correctly. Maybe let me do it again. Pluto is square Vesta, so that's the handle of the the hammer, and Pluto is sesquiquadrate Ceres in in Gemini, and um, Vesta is sesquiquadrate Ceres in Gemini. So we're having this fast moving hammer of Thor about how do we partner? with our home, our life, our creativity, what does that look like? And how, when we do that partnering, what do we create through the partnering? I hope I said that better this time. We also have Vesta opposite Eris, the goddess of discord. So there's an energy of contention around the home. That happens on the 9th. And just watch when you're finding you're a little fiery this week. That's okay. Fiery is good. Fiery is passionate. That's part of the new moon. The new moon hard rectangle includes Ceres in a semi-square to Eris. So Ceres is the mother. Ceres is the nurture. Ceres is what we grow. And it's semi-squaring Eris, the goddess of discord. That's part of the hard rectangle. So we're like, I am not happy. Well, why not? Well, I'm not happy with this. Okay, well, what would you, how would you like to change it? The planets of change are in the heavens. They're right up there for us to reach up and grab and to say, okay, this is what I have to do to change this and this is how I'm going to change it and then I'm good to go, right? And so that's the energy. It's a really interesting week. When I was prepping my notes for this podcast, I'm like, oh, wow, there's like all this stuff. And I would just encourage you to go. I am on it, you know, and if you need it, you know, play a good Sousa march or, you know, when the saints go marching in, you know, like in you're in New Orleans and they're dancing and they're singing, a lot of energy of forward motion, a lot of energy of taking action, a lot of energy of getting things out there, you know, listen to the birds, turn, 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 listen to a when the saints go marching in, like when the saints go marching in, like the energy is so passionate this week, so I want you to feel it enjoy it monday's a little bumpy but the rest of the week it's like oh wow i got it i got this i got this i'm i'm on it i got it it's, it's very it's a very powerful week um and hopefully you know you like it you will learn from it you have a good time uh, i'm going to do a shout out my assistant rose's play opens on the 11th uh in, that that day is sold out but it opens on the 11th at the Connolly theater downtown new york Rose is the lead in the play, so you get to meet my – if you come to the play, you get to meet my assistant. The play is open through the end of October. You do need to be vaccinated to go. Um, And they are, you know, doing all the socially distancing COVID things, but I encourage you to look. Connolly Theater. Theater company is Bedlam, B-E-D-L-A-M, and the play is called Persuasion. And when you scroll down the cast, you'll see my little Rose there, Sarah Rose Kearns. On the um, and on the cast, so she's playing the lead too. Then the second thing is Omega. I'm teaching at Omega the last weekend in September, um, the 24th, 25th, 26th. Again, you need to be vaccinated. I know this is getting this vaccination thing is getting to be a theme, right? You have to be vaccinated to go. Uh, and Omega's in lovely Rhinecliff, New York, and that's going to be five astrologers: myself, Rick Levine, Kay Taylor, Maurice Fernandez, and Catherine Andron, talking about the changes that are taking place in the cosmos and um, what we're going to do with them. You know, this whole evolution that we're going through as a human species. And you can really feel it, right? You can feel your... I mean, I'm going to say evolution isn't always fun. I was talking to somebody today and I said, well, you know, you're kind of in that caterpillar into the butterfly. You're in the black goopy part. You know, when you hatch open those cocoons and not quite cooked yet, or you open up your You you put the cake in the oven, and the oven's not quite working right, and then you cut it, and it's a little runny in the middle. (laughs) We're not quite cooked yet, but we're in the goopy place. And so good time when you're in the goopy place to have a vision. So consider joining us for the weekend at Omega. And also, um, you know, have a good week. Have a good week. It's fun. I'm also doing a podcast for Astrology Hub on asteroids this week on the 9th. Uh, and then it'll be the next weekend on the 16th. So the first one is on the big four, and then the second one is on all of them, you know, all the different, a bunch of the different asteroids in your chart, so you can understand what myth is driving you, what myth is creating the story of your life, what goddesses and gods are active in your chart that are the archetypes that you respond to. Because uh, we all respond to some kind of archetype, and if you know them, if you know what your what your mythic your your hero archetype is, what is that that inspires? What's your what's your secret story that's running in the insides of your chart? So that's it. That's a busy week. Um, the new moon webinar, hopefully that'll be up today once 7:08 happens and the moon goes into Virgo. Uh, but it is up on my Facebook, and it is we'll be sending out the mailing list, Omega. Omega Rhinebeck Re- sign up there. Uh the Astrology Hub asteroids sign up there and then go see Rose. I'm giving you ways to spend your money. It's a good Venus week. Venus trying to Jupiter. Buy all these things. It's fun. So wishing you a great great day and a wonderful week and a lot of excitement ahead. It's a wild one and we are evolving and that's the way it should be. And we're turning into butterflies. It might be in the goopy part right now, but we are in into butterflies, I promise. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.